Wow. Wow. It's the illusion reporting from somewhere on spaceship Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh what's it, seven thirty over in the UK? It's uh it's almost 11.30 here on the west coast of, of California. We're, uh, we're broadcasting from the censored platform called YouTube. And uh, uh, watching from the hood. Right on, Brandon Bell. Island Ryland. What's happening? It's been a while. Equine boom. Welcome back. We're here. What's happening? What's up? Joe Fitzpatrick. We're uh we're having a little little coffee. A little tonic water with quinine in it and some H2 essence. The the trifecta of a uh, Sunday night live stream. Shackle me not. That's right. Shackle me not. Shackle me not. Shackle me not. Carooster, what's happening? Thoughts on helping people wake up to the nonsense that's going on? Ah, I don't think you can at this point. I think those who have, those who, that's why the, the title of this video, Soy Mageddon, Soy to Me. I, I don't think you can wake people up, man. I think uh are they I think they're lost man. I think I think their path to waking up is is a is a brutal one. I think they might many will many will open wake up at the last gasp and hopefully they will find uh find forgiveness. Many will never wake up. Many are waking up, but I don't I don't think that it's our job to wake anyone up anymore. I don't think it's our job to wake anyone up anymore. I think we've we've done that. I think we've most of us have spent much time waking people up and doing our very best to be a, a messenger of truth and hope and forgiveness. And I think our job now is is to uh take care of ourselves first, take care of our immediate family first first dash one and then and then comfort those who are awake who are struggling to to stay positive and hopeful and then comfort those who are waking up to the terrifying truth that they've been asleep you know what i mean i i think i don't think we need to waste any energy in waking anyone up because from my from my perspective here is I've been trying. I, I think I spend a fair amount of time trying to do that, but it's it's almost pointless. In that sense of it's a waste of energy. 
that the, that 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 energy can be put to much more productive usage and it's not a selfish usage but i it's that thing of i think i learned this early in sobriety i think i learned this early in sobriety is is when you get sober you you realize the beauty of being sober right and you, the same could be said for for a relationship with god the same could be said for the uh waking up to the truth you 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 find a new freedom and you you want to you basically want to shout it from the uh the top of the mountain like look 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 yeah i did this you can live this life too look i did it if i can do it you can do it and what you find out is the only person that you can help is someone who wants to be helped. Like you can't get, you can't tell anybody to get sober. You can't tell anybody to turn their life over to God. You can't tell anybody to wake up to the truth. You, there's just nothing you can do. You, you have to let them hit the bottom. You have to let them come to their own conclusion that they want help, right? And then when they ask for help, that's when you get to show up on your white charger full of full of merriment and mirth and and salvation and hope and forgiveness, right? I look at my own journey in this thing. Thank you Caruster for getting me rolling on where we were going, where we're going. I had an old friend in town for Thanksgiving and I visited with them, but they are in fear. Yeah, fear's and fear's a gnarly drug, man. And uh, so we, we do this thing where, like, like even we, with what you're asking, Carooster, is we uh, we 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 forgive them. We pray for their safe passage. There's no need to throw water on them because fear has its own defense mechanism. And so I look at my own journey, like. Ye- Nobody was going to be able to tell me to get sober. Nobody was going to be able to tell me the truth of what sobriety is. I don't care how good it good they dressed it up or how like yeah, I I wasn't list I wasn't buying. I wasn't listening. So I, I don't think that I I think that that this on a spiritual level is no different than the addict deep in addiction or the alcoholic deep in drink is is it has a, a, a protective lining that, that keeps it safe. And you, you fill yourself with the echo chamber of alcoholism, the echo chamber of, of drug addiction, the echo chamber of fear. And, it, and, it, and it's a feedback loop and it validates itself. And if anybody had tried to get in that feedback loop, and many did to tell me that what I was doing wrong and you need to change your life and you need to do this, it's got blah, 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 blah. It wasn't, it wasn't until that I finally was hopeless and, and utterly with nowhere, nothing left but despair that I finally asked two strangers in front of a liquor store for help. And God had sent me two perfect messengers. And they didn't tell me, those two perfect messengers didn't try to wake me up. They didn't try to get me sober. They said, if you want to come with us, we'll do everything in our power to help you. 
but you have to come with us and you have to be willing to do what it takes to get yourself sober. We can't do it for you. We can't stop you from drinking. We can help you achieve that space. We know we've done it ourselves, so we know that it's possible. But we can't stop you. We can't make you go to a meeting. We can't make you get a commitment in an AA meeting. We can't make you do your 12 steps. We can't make you not drink tonight. All we can do is be of service to you and let you know that we're 100% here for you if you want to get sober. If you want your life to change, we'll help you change it. But if you don't want your life to change, that's your decision. And I think that that's sort of this thing where we are is, is the days of, I think the days of, I don't think there's a need to proselytize anymore. I, 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 don't, I don't see the point of it. It's, you can see it in their eyes. Those, those people that are bound in fear, if they choose to look, just as I looked in Joe Shaughnessy's eyes that night in front of the liquor store, I saw the light of salvation in his eyes. I looked. I didn't, he, didn't, he didn't tell me anything. I didn't, I didn't ask anything. I demanded service. I demanded help. I didn't ask him for help. I demanded he help me. And he said, okay, what's happening, Kimmy? And I think that's where we are is, is those who want to live in fear and, and all of that and, and, and do this. Why waste the time? Why waste that energy on them when there's somebody that you could totally help who wants to be helped? And again, I, I realized that in sobriety is why waste my, my time on someone who doesn't want to save their life? And, and sobriety is very black and white. You either want to live or you don't. Like there's no middle ground. There's like you either want to live or you don't. And why would I waste my time trying to save someone's life who doesn't want help when there's somebody who does want my help? And there's lots of people who want help right now. And I think our job is to, to let them find us and then we give them the help. I, I don't, I don't, there's, I don't think that like, trust me, I, 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 I think, you know, that I struggle with it myself. I want to like wake people up, but there's no waking anyone up anymore. The, the people that are awake are awake. Those look I saw some, there's a lot of crazy footage coming out on Spaceship Earth right now. I don't know if anyone saw the footage from Argentina in the last 48 hours. If you haven't seen the footage from Argentina, um, I don't even know what it's called. There's footage on from Argentina that's, that's straight people awake. Like the individual, the, the lion has awoken. They are not backing down. The people of Guatemala seem to be taking things to their own hands. The people, there's uh, that video of those people in Buffalo not backing down. And so there's the people of Hunting, Huntington Beach, California aren't backing down. You had the, the sheriff of Orange County's not backing down. If you caught McClintock's speech in the uh, California legislature, he's not backing down. So so it's there's there's plenty of 
of people awake and our job, there's no point, I, there's no point calling someone that I love, right? Who I know is, is wrapped in fear and, ah, ah, there's no point trying to go, hey man, this, these are the numbers and this is what's going on and this is what you can do to help yourself. It, it's wasted time. Anyone who wants to ask me, I, I got all the time in the world for you. But those who, those who are asleep, let them sleep, man. Let them sleep. And I, and I, and I say that not out of like a, a defeatist thing is, is remember in the matrix, remember in the matrix when, when, when they're talking to the He's, I forget who he's talking to, but they're talking about how they generally don't wake people up that are as old as Neo is because it's super dangerous. And I, and I think that's the, th- is, is I think that the people that are asleep, we just need to let them sleep peaceably. That's their, that's the, the path they chose for themselves is, is just let them lie. Not, not out of cruelty because we know what fate beholds them. But because it might be even crueler to wake them up to the horror that is their asleepness. They're asleep to protect themselves on a certain level. And, and I, it's hard for me to understand that because, like, I'm full of life and L-I-V-I-N. Like, I'm not, I'm not asleep. But I truly understand how horrifying it is sometimes to look at what being awake means. Though I have salvation, so I, I I get to jump to the next level with it. But for those who have, for those who don't have God in their life, like see again, right? Like if you look at it again from the sober perspective, is you you don't really wake up in sobriety till you've done the third step, right? You don't like, so, so let's say waking up in like this modern vernacular of what's going on right now about everything, right? So first step one is, is, you know, I'm, I'm powerless over drugs and alcohol. My life's unmanageable. Okay. That's, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Step two came to believe the power of greater myself could restore myself, restore me to sanity. Okay. I get that. Step three, turn my will and over to the, to, to the care of God as I understand him. Dude, you don't begin the wake-up process until step five, six, and seven, dude. And why? Why don't you why don't you just wake up sober? Because you can't wake up without God. So those people that are like, well, I need to wake people up, I would say that you're might be doing them a lot of harm because they might not have God to fall back onto when the horrifying reality of their life is exposed to them. So like in sobriety, again, is like, why do you need God before you do the fourth step, which is taking the inventory of your life. And the fifth steps is telling that, that, that inventory to God and another human being. Why are those, those things after you found God? Because that burden of looking at yourself in the mirror is so horrifying that if you didn't have God to embrace yourself with, it might get you back to before step one. It might get you loaded again. And it, so you look at these people that are, that are asleep right now 
And because they because they need to have God first before you can wake them up. You know what I mean? God will never give up on you. That's it. But that's that's between God and them. And as 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 God's person, I think you you're there for them when they wake up, right? If they wake up and they and they've and it's a God thing. See, it's again is 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 one of the the fundamental things in in sobriety, right? Is is making amends to people. And why is that the uh ninth step, right? Why is that the ninth step, dude? Because you need to do all this other work before you get there. Because then you understand that it's it's where it, you make amends wherever possible, not whenever possible, right? Because where is God's time and when is your time? The ego is now and I got to do everything now and I got to wake you up now. You need to wake up now. When is God's where is God's time? Because then you're on God's trajectory through time and space. And then wherever you are, when God wants you to be there to be of service to your fellow human being, that's when you do it. Removed of ego, because now you're in God's flow, if that makes sense. So back going back to Carooster, you had this person over to your house that you love for Thanksgiving, but they're wrapped in fear. They don't want to be... Woken up, your job's not to wake them up. Your job's just to love them. Love them as God loved you before you woke up, right? Because all of us were asleep at once. That's the whole That's the whole story, dude. That's what being born again is about, is, is that you were asleep once and now you've been born again a second time because the time between when you were first born, you went back to sleep essentially. And then you were reborn, which meant you woke up and got with God's grace. And so that's where I look at it. I, I, I'm not trying to, trying to wake anyone up, man. Look, I, we, I was sitting there today. So I went with uh, Al and I went for a little bike ride and we went to the corner down here to, and to eat some chips and have some chocolate and watch the cars. We just wanted to go, he wanted to go watch the, uh, the cars for, for four, four Jeeps and four wheel drives. He loves to see like the four by fours and stuff. And we're sitting there just on our thing. You know, we're just, we're just free human beings, two free human beings sitting on this rock wall at this corner. And I, and I distinctly remember this one car rounding the corner and this, there was this woman in there, right? And she looks at us and we're just hanging out eating chips and pointing at cars and stuff. And she smiles, right? Why does she smile? Because she knows we're awake. She sees us. She sees that we're free, that we're just sitting on a corner with the way it's always been, watching cars, doing our thing. And she sees us that we're free, but we see that she's free too because she smiles at us. Do you, do you see what, I, what I'm getting at is, is the communication of freedom now is, is very bright, if you will, those who are free and exchanging the freedom, we all know who we are now. And I think they, it talks about it in the Bible because I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm a, I'm a Bible, uh, what, what do you say, a peruser. <laughs> I, I, I cruised her. But there's the thing, right? When, when, when the mark of the beast comes out, right? Those who have the mark, 
those who don't have the mark can see each other who doesn't have the mark, right? And again, as, as, as people want to go, with, what is the mark? I, I think it's just fear at this point, like seems to be the mark and you'll be willing to, to do the tattoos and the chips and the this and the cards and the whole blah, 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 blah. Because you've already been marked. You've been marked by fear, which is the lower dimensional energy where the energy vampires feed on your soul. And so... Well, his number is 666. Yeah, that's all going to... Dude, that's going to... Look, it's going to come out... It's all, it's going to, it's going to be shocking when, when it actually, the mark comes out, we're going to be like, there it is like, duh. But again, it's, it's how do we, who don't take the mark, know who we are. It'll be obvious. It'll be obvious to each other because we'll have the spark of life in our eyes. We'll have the spark of, of joy in our presence. We'll be fearless. We won't be slaves and, and 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 because we're not slaves means that we'll radiate that energy and again this is all an energetic game this is all understanding who you are you know who you are to yourself how do we know the mark which it's in the bible it's all been foretold man So it's it's this thing, Rob Lowe, thank you, is the first person that you have to be true to is yourself. Again, is is there's no point trying to wake anyone else up if you're still asleep, you know? So again, we, we look we have to look deep within ourselves to understand that we is the vac is is the uh is that the the mark i i don't i don't i don't need to know it doesn't look i guess what i'm saying is this is for those of us who are with god it doesn't matter what what it is what the mark is right it, it doesn't matter because we're we're, we're not going to play that we already have enough discernment and and grace that we're just not going to play that game. So whatever it may be, it will be. But it doesn't matter to me, dude. It, it could be, they could tattoo it on their foreheads or on the, the arm or some card or inject a chip. It, it doesn't matter because I'm not getting in that line. You, you get what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care. That's that's for those who are still doubting. See, I, I think that there's a part of, 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 of people who are half awake, who are like trying to figure out what the fine print is. If you want to know what the fine print is, the con the fine print, the fine print's right, right here. Like it, like if you go down into the back here, the, the, the last, last chapter will break it all down for you. If you really, really need to know the thing, but for those of us who have been saved, doesn't matter, man. It, it, it'll tell you in fine detail, but but that's for fence sitters, the way I see it. The fence sitter is looking for loopholes. Oh, well, what is it going to be? So I don't, I cannot do it, but do it. You, you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying you shouldn't get into the word and that. I don't get into it enough. 
But what I'm saying is, is once you've picked your route, th- that's lower dimensional nonsense. It's for the, it's for the, it's for the fence sitters. For those of us who have chosen our path, for those of us who have been saved, for those of us who have chosen God, we're not sitting on the fence. I'm not sitting on the fence anymore trying to, trying to figure out how to safely neg- negotiate the system. I'm not trying to find loopholes in the system. You know what I mean? Smoke was someone who was on the fence. We had a productive combo. I think they saw the truth, right? That's it. That, that's it, Chloe. Is, is we make ourselves available when the time makes itself present. You, you get what I'm saying? There's no reason to go banging people on the head. There's no reason to call someone up, dude. Like I have a buddy of mine who I talk to in, in Pennsylvania all the time. He's fully awake in, in the lower dimensional realm. But when it, when it goes over to this thing, I, I can hear him shut down. Do I, do I, do I feed him breadcrumbs? Yeah. Cause he's a bro of mine and he's almost there, but that, that barrier in there, it's not for me to smash. It's for me to just be there and let that dude know when he finally goes, what should I do? And then I'll go, well, are you ready for the answer, dude? And he'll be like, and if he's not, he won't ask. You, you get what I'm saying is those who want to be helped out of the middle ground, they will straight up ask you, like, what, what do I do? And that's when you go, well, then you dig in deep about God and, and ex- talk about your own spiritually. Again, I, the, the advice I will always give this is you share your personal story of, of your personal journey your personal experience of strength and hope. You never, ever talk about their story. You never get into what they're about, what they should do and what it is. You talk about how God saved you, about how you experienced your own awakening and how difficult it was for you to wake up and what you did to find help, to get sober, to wake up, to get through the trials and tribulations of life. But the minute you start telling somebody, you need to do this, Cause I gotta always watch that, dude. I like, and anyone who's called me will know that I I always steer it. Never, I never tell you what to do. Never, I, my job. Sometimes I get self righteous and all this, but the goal is never to to tell anyone what to do because they already know what to do. They're not. I, as I've said many times on this thing, the answer. So the question is the question itself. So if someone's asking you for help, they already know what the answer is. They're just asking you. Do you get what I'm saying? They're not, they're not looking to be told. They're, they're asking you because they... they already have the answer within themselves. God has given them the, the ability to voice their question. See, and, and it's funny because I was, I was talking to my wife about something tonight and I was like, the minute you, the minute we have the conversation, it puts it into actuality versus thinking about it. See, many people are thinking about it. Like they're thinking, they're thinking about this and that and what to do about this and what to do about that. But the minute they ask the question, 
All the thinking has been focused into a verbal structure, into a new dimension. Again, it's come out of, you could, you could argue that, that the mind is either one dimension or multi-dimension, depending upon where you are in your spiritual journey. For many people, they're breaking three, free out of their, their infinite one dimension into multi-dimensionalist through the voice thing to resonate the, 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 the echo back echolocation, right? Yeah, I'm right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you all caps on that one. Now I'm gonna give them all caps on that one, dude. On that one. Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind that. That actually is worthy of an all. I generally don't, uh, I don't know how to un all cap you, dude. You got timed out for all caps. Thank you, Kimmy, for uh, for doing that. On principle loans, Stealthy 8, you got all cap. But this is what Stealthy 8 ha had to say, which I think was worthy of an all cap because you weren't trying to yell. You're just trying to get it through. I got it. People need to stop thinking about what the Bible says and accept the scripture. And that's what I'm saying. And, and that's what I'm saying is 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 I don't it's no worries Kimmy that it's it's uh I appreciate we're 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 a no we're a no cap we're a no cap channel <laughs> so no no you got good good on you but uh it it does it's this thing where that's it is 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 the scriptures there for us to nourish ourselves and it's a living work, right? So it's there to nourish us in the, 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 the space that we're in habit. It'll tell us what's going on in the space we're in. But for those who are uninitiated, right? The, the word's a different thing. For those of us who've, who've chosen with our free will to turn our will and life over to the care of God, like there's no more middle ground anymore. And so with that said, I don't, I don't care how the mark is actually manifest, though it's pretty well proclaimed how it will be manifest. And look, you have to understand the one thing that most people truly don't understand is that the evildoers, the New World Order, the Satanists, they all read the Bible. So they're going to they're going to use the scripture too. You, you, most I, I don't think many people truly understand that, that like. The New World Order evil people that are doing their sickoness right now, we, you think they just like ignore the Bible? Like they don't look at the Bible and just are like, no, that doesn't exist. Dude, they're the ones who are like, oh, wow. Let's try to use it to our advantage, right? And so it's, it's again, I will argue that it's a little bit, remember when Neo eats the cookie or knocks the vase over? It's just like that, dude. Uh, Pro Jellyfish, thank you for your interest-bearing currency in all caps. Much love. God be with us. God is with us, Pro Jellyfish. God truly is with us. And that, I guess that's where I, you know, you come in as, as, a, as a calmer force sometimes is I think that I see, I'm so shocked about what's, what's occurring, but I'm not surprised. And, and, and I see that people are getting truly starting to get, get heated 
about it. And it's beautiful. And I don't mean that it's beautiful because it's so horrific. I mean, it's just beautiful because people are, this, this, this thing that's coming is going to wake people up. That's what I'm saying. There's no need to like go wake people up anymore. What's happening is going to wake a bunch of people up. And our job is to be there to help them steady their legs. Cause they're going to be like little new, new, new ponies, dude. The, the people that are just waking up in this time, they're like new little ponies out in the middle of the Serengeti, dude, with the jackals and the wolves coming to eat them. And our job's to like help them get their like pony legs strong so they can run, man. You know what I mean? It's not like it was a year ago where the, where the pony could be on the, the grasslands with, with wonky legs and kind of shake it off, dude. And you, we could all just like nurture the, the pony awake. No, no. Now our job is to, to help the pony run super quick, you know? So we don't need to waste any time like trying to get ponies born, dude. There's there's going to be ponies dropping everywhere, dude. Michael, Mike, Michaela V, dude. Is that is that some Czech currency? Is that the Czech? Hey, Lucian, do you think it's important to be part of some church? What is your view on Protestant Catholic Church? Much love from the tribe in Czech Republic, my people. My, I'm a Krejci, my people. I don't, I don't think you have to be part of a, a church. I, I don't, I think, I think that the, I think fellowship's important. I think you can find fellowship in all sorts of different avenues. I think that, that having like-minded people helps. I mean, by my very nature, I would, would say that I'm on the Protestant side of it all, but culturally speaking, I, I don't, I don't I don't think that it, it matters, man. I think that that the word is the word and and you find your way to God how you find your way to God. And I, and I think this is my test. Anyone who says you need to go through another man or woman to get to God, that's a deal breaker for me. There's nobody there's God didn't put anyone between me and God. God is right. God has put lots of people to help me understand God deeper, help me understand the word deeper, help me live a better, more abundant life. But anyone who says you can't get to God unless you go from me, that's a deal breaker. So that would be my test with any sort of institution. If the institution says you need to go through them to get to God, Nah, I'm a skeptical on that, dude. That's Jonestown, you know what I mean? So I, 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 I be wary of gatekeepers. And like I said, there's, you know, I, I, I say, look, can look from my own experience here is, is, is all the opportunities have been laid before me to, to have it, to wire it so you could go through me to God. Like, no way. My job's never to get between anybody and God. That's why I'm super, like, super not about, I, I keep it vague about God because I'm not here to say one way is right or wrong. I know from my own personal experience with Jesus Christ, that is the only way for me. My dear friend, who I speak of often here, Jordan, who is a Muslim, he he has his path and his way. 
And, and, and I'll tell you, that dude's more awake and more loving and kind than many. So who, I, I'm not here to judge anyone's path. I'm here to lead by example in, in that sense of like, my job is not to get in the way of anybody's journey to God. My, my was just to go, hey, this is what's worked for me. This is the truth I know to be true. And I see it manifesting in my life and to share that with you. If I start to tell you, you have to do it my way. Then, then you would know that I am 100% a fraud. You know what I mean? That, I guess that's the thing. I guess that's, that's my test with, with the whole thing. It is, is if you have to, if anybody's trying to circumvent your relationship with God by putting them between you and God, mm, I, that's your red flag right there, man. That's your red flag. And nobody should require anything of you. See, ticket the web, dude, and and that's that's you. And but I don't believe in that weird new world order fusion stuff either. I I I I again, I believe it's a very personal thing. It's very personal. My job is not to get in there and and monkey with your personalness about how you find God, because I know I'm again. I speak from my journey with God is those who those who tried to share their experience were the ones that helped me find my relationship with Jesus Christ. Those who tried to shove it down my throat were the ones who moved me further away from Jesus Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? Like 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 I've I'll I'll always say one of the most influential people I had on my journey towards my relationship with Jesus Christ was Hamed Guar, man. Hamed Guar, the Afghan rebel that I worked with for two years, did more to show me my path, who was, who was a hardcore Afghani Mujahideen Muslim, dude, warrior, dude, from the, from, from the, from the Hindu Kush mountains, dude, Russian killer, gnarly dude, gnarly dude, man. But that dude showed me more love and grace on my journey and never, ever once tried to push his thing on me. Never once ever told me if I don't do this, I'm that or... And that's why I have no no bad thing to say about anybody in their journey. I've been I I used to sit in a at this truck, this delivery truck with this dude for years and ask him questions about about the Quran and Allah and and God and and, and try to figure out my own journey. This is when I was living in Portland when I was a tree hugger lunatic. That dude never ever ever I mean, ever came down on me and told me that anything about me was in the negative. That dude was always the most pot. And that dude had seen it all, bro. So yeah, so that dude, as I moved through my life, that dude, I hold dear in my heart. Hamed Guar, wherever you are, brother, wherever you are, man. 
because that dude showed me something in my journey towards God that I wanted. And I wanted his peace. I wanted his dedication. I wanted, I wanted the, the love he had. He was so kind, man. And it's the food his wife used to make was so good, man. He used to he used to bring these kebabs, dude. Ah, oh, dude, the food that you, dude used to bring for us to lunch was insane, man. But but again, when I look back on my life, I remember at the same time, the same time I used to be in Pioneer Square up there in Portland, and and when the weather would get super nice, those crazy proselytizer Helen Brimstone you're going to hell people used to come and make make a just a big scene during lunchtime on the nicest days of the year and I always used to remember like F those guys F those guys man those those kooks dude screaming about you're going to hell and sinners and this and that and blah blah those dudes never made me wanted to get near Jesus. They, in fact, they repelled me from Jesus. You know who wanted me to meet, who made me want to find God was this dude, this Muslim dude, Hamed. So that's what I'm trying to explain here is, is if you're truly resonating, you're supposed to make God attractive and, 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 and people want to come to God. Your, your job's not to tell people they're doomed. That's not the that's not the God I know, but but it's pretty clear if you don't choose the path, you you can be doomed. But that's not my job to sit there and and, and like, you know you know what I mean. My job is to 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 do what try to be. I'll never be as graceful as Hamed was. That dude was. And maybe it's because he killed a bunch of people over in the Hindu Kush mountains, <laughs> like like Russians, dude. Like the dude was a that dude was gnarly, dude. Ah, Ahmed, dude. That dude. That I, I've talked about this before. He used, he had this photo album, dude, of of the war, of his journey through the war, like pictures, actual pictures. There was this picture. They were in a. They were up in the Hindu Kush mountains and they got caught in a snowstorm going over a pass in like some military truck. And they, all they could do was, was stuff themselves in this crack in the rocks, like a, a cave essentially, but it was, wasn't a cave. It was like a crack in the crevice in the rocks. And all eight of these dudes like shoved themselves in the, the crack. Well, the first three dudes froze solid and that's what protected the other five dudes from the elements. Because these dudes were like in tennis shoes and like cotton pants and like, you know, a wool sweater, dude. And their little hats. Dude, he had pictures of it, dude. Like, I'm telling you, this dude was used to tell some gnarly stories about like when he told me this one story where they went and they, this dude wasn't a bullshitter either, dude. This dude was like as humble and mellow as they could be. He's like, this one time we had to go in and uh, we ambushed a Russian military base. We broke in in the middle of the night and we, he's like, we killed everybody, dude. Killed them all. Every one of them, dude. Like, and, I, and I used to talk to him. I go, I go, do you have like PTSD? He's like, what's PTSD? He's like, do you have any like, he's like, no, dude. He's like, they were invaders in our land. Like they killed my dad. 
I don't, I don't have a, a slight bit of remorse about it. Dude, God willing, dude, I survived. He, he was so gnarly, dude. He had this, he was so gnarly, dude. And I'll tell you why. One of the reasons he was so gnarly was because he was so well-adjusted. I'm telling you, this dude was so well-adjusted. And I, and I think it's that thing because he was a righteous warrior. He wasn't some dude who was like gung-ho. And he was a dude from Kabul. He was a middle-class Afghani from Kabul. His dad was a professor at the University of Kabul or Kabul State or whatever the hell it was in Kabul. His dad was a university professor and the Russians had come and killed, had taken him away in the middle of the night and he had disappeared because his dad was, you know, part of the, whatever, the insurgency against the Russians. And his dad disappeared and, and, and never came back, dude. And so he fled up in the, and into the mountains to avenge his father's death, man, and became a Mujahideen warrior, bro. And Hamed, if for some reason you're listening or any of Hamed's people are listening, I'm just doing my best to paraphrase what I remember from 25 years ago. So if I got anything wrong, I don't do it out of disrespect. Full respect for Hamed. And so that's where I'm coming from with a lot of this stuff, man. Is, is, is Hamed never got between me and God. Hamed never got between me and God. Hamed was one of the most respect. I talk about a lot, dude. We used to trade. He would spend, we would, I would use my lunch break to go. We would go park in downtown Portland. I would go protest, dude, go to lunchtime forest protest against the forest service. And the deal was, was if, if he went and, uh, if I, if he sat in the truck during lunch for me to protest, I would sit in the lunch while he went and prayed at the mosque. And that was the kind of relationship we had, like super copacetic, man. I, I, I love that guy, dude, thinking about it, man. Hamed was, is one of the more prominent people that I respect in my life. Even talking about him now, man, I feel God, God's grace in my heart, dude. Yeah, he would pray. He would go in the mosque and do his thing and... Super cool, dude. I met his family and his, yeah, his wife had a hijab on, dude. Like, they were super, I remember meeting his children and going, I'd like, super mal. I remember meeting all his uncles and stuff, dude. There's no, no weird, I was, dude, you, you have to understand, I wasn't me then. I was a full lunatic, like, drunk skateboarder, pothead, renegade. I was like, 23 24 dude and this dude didn't judge me this guy didn't didn't judge me at all man he was super cool to me dude so i guess that's what i'm saying to my my chuckle my czech republic friend out there is is nobody nobody should as long as no one's getting between you and god dude they won't then you then you don't risk drinking the kool-aid dude Yeah, man, I, I, and, and Midas 100 and part of that thing of, as again, as even talking about it now is respecting people's path into the abyss, man. <laughs> like, like I think, I think, uh, 
I think that's the thing that I've had to come to terms with over the last week, so to speak, is 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 that as as much as Hamed respected me, he he probably looked at me and was like, "This dude's like going into the this dude's on a path towards oblivion." He never said that, but he had full respect for me as a human being. And I think that even as I talk about it, is that's the respect we have to have for these people that are asleep. It's not for us to condemn them. That's 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 their journey with God. That's their relationship with God and the devil and free will. Our job is to respect their journey into the abyss. Like, wow, bravo. Like you get to you're gonna go jump into the bottomless, bottomless pit. Like, wow, that's brave. <laughs> Better you than me, but like, wow, dude. Like, don't do it, but hey, if you're gonna do it, like Carry on. I I don't know what else to like say about it. it it's it's they're they're brave. You, there's a bravery in it too. Like I think that the and it's and I mean I, this is sort of me being a little bit silly, but I think there's a level of like bravery and just never knowing what it is to be like free. You know what I mean? Like choosing like slavery because you we don't live in it. Like this isn't like medieval times. Where people are like dumb as rocks and have never don't, don't know how to read or write or what, what the sun is or or any of that stuff. We live in a fully educated society. People know how to read, write, think for themselves. So like to just tune it all out and just be like, I'm gonna be asleep and go into the abyss. Like, wow, dude, that's balls to the wall, really. Like, how do you do it? I don't know. I don't know how. Again, is is it's funny that I'm we're on this sort of a, a thing. Is I've been tripping super hard about it. Like, what's wrong with these people? Not realizing till we're talking right now that it's like, wow, you really got to work at it, dude. To be asleep and buy into this con job that's going on in 2020, you really have to be showing up for the sleeping you can't it's not just like you're like yeah whatever dude whatever you you really have to be like no no i'm this is the way this this staying asleep thing is the way dude this is the way just like the mandalorian right like these are like the mandalorians who refuse to take their masks off maybe that's what the mandalorian really kind of the metaphor is 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 they refuse to take their 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 head thing off dude it's the way and then remember when the mandalorian meets the other ones the other episode and they're like you're a religious zealot dude these people i shouldn't say these people the asleep they're part of a cult their 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 religion is government whatever government that is they Whatever the government says, dude. So they've put people before God, right? They they rather drink the Kool-Aid than have everlasting love with God. And like, you know what? Like, that's balls to the wall, dude. Like, I don't know what kind of courage that takes, but man, I couldn't do it. Could you? Could you do that? Could you sit here with all the knowledge that, that's available at your fingertips now and just be like, no, no, 
It must be true. The government said so. The government said it is true. It's science. And you're crazy. Don't you dare try to wake me up to freedom. Don't you dare try to wake me up to freedom. All right. <laughs> okay. If, that's, if you insist. If you insist, man. Good riddance. Like, adios. My fun, my Al says adios the best. When he goes out to the Lego room, he's like, adios. <laughs> like, like a real, like real, like adios. And, and that's the way you got to do it. Like Eli, Eli Wallach in Good, Bad and the Ugly, right? Adios. Adios, Blondie. Huh? Adios, Blondie. So it's that thing is, is maybe we need to just start like, yeah, dude, go, go sleeper, dude, way to go, you're right, yes, because, because I've done all the, like, other stuff, it ain't gonna work either, dude, so maybe, it's, maybe it's just like the tiger mask, I'm telling you, maybe it's just like the tiger mask, you make it so ridiculous that that wakes some people up too, dude, you know, adios, blondie, huh? <laughs> TV's a hell of a drug, man. So yeah, it's madness, dude. It's like it's utter. So you just sit back with the popcorn now. It just. Dude, all I'm saying is go find go go find the clip of the Argentinians just pelting the cops with rocks and making the cops retreat. It's not casual. It's not like it's dude, it makes this the stuff that's been going on at these BLM things seem like child's play. I mean, this is just everybody just just rapid firing rocks at the cops. Just and they're all on their shields, like backing up, dude. Just like we're, there's rocks just bouncing off of them, dude. There's like thousands of rocks coming, dude. It's like it's it's this David and Goliath thing, and 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 again, it's I'll take you back to this talk that I heard the other day as we as we come into the hour mark here. Was that when David left? the house to fight Goliath, right? He didn't know, when he got up and left the house that day, he didn't know he was gonna take down the giant. He did it with a rock and a slingshot, dude. You know what I mean? Like, but he, he practiced this impeccable lifestyle, dude, because he knew that he had the grace, right? And I think that's where we're at as a thing is, is we're going to see that, that, that the, the smoke and mirrors of this thing is so radically fake. It is, it's, we've been given so much knowledge. Who, who undoes, who undoes the wizard in the Wizard of Oz? It's not, it's not the lion. It's not Dorothy. It's not the scarecrow. It's not the witch. It's not the good witch. Who undoes the wizard? It's Toto, dude. It's the little teeny yappy dog. Runs up there, pulls the screen back. Dude, it's none of the main characters who who unveil the little man behind the curtain. It's Toto, dude. It's the little dog. 
And, and and that's that's the thing I think we're forgetting is the entire big machine is going to become unhinged, not by the cast and characters of of warriors and this and that. It's the little the little dog's going to undo it, and it's going to be like, da, there it is, dude, da. It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius, right? Isn't it? Are we going into the age of Aquarius, like? Infinite Waters has been going on and on about the fact that December 24th is actually the, the Mayan calendar with the uh, uh, the calendars adjusted due to, to Pope Augustine and all that stuff. So what are we afraid of? You know what we're afraid of is that it of change because we've been programmed our entire life to view that this change was the end. It is the apocalypse. It's the end of the old system, the matrix. Dude, it's all a fail, dude. It's all a fail, dude. The law system, the financial system, the digital system, it's all kaput. It's all done, dude. And yeah, we we got we got to hang on and do our thing, but like at the end of this, it's all a big just It's a big fizzle, dude. And and we're afraid of the fizzle, dude, because you know, they they're they're posturing with you know, crushing debt and guns and needles and and history and all this stuff and and they're just they're they're just at the end of the day, dude. It they're so dumb. It's so dumb. It's just it's just it's it's like this thing that it's just it's dumb, dude. Like their solutions dumb. All their stuff's just dumb. It it's dumb. Yeah, it's just a slingshot with a rock. Whap to the head, dude. Tick think. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Look, just I'm telling you, go watch, go find the video from Argentina, and you'll be like, whoa, dude. Cause it's not it's not like you, you you won't know what I'm talking about till you see it. And you'll be like, damn, dude. That's that's when people finally get together and get pissed, bro. You know what I mean? It's done because they're not human. Exactly. Dude, they're interdimensional demons. They're vampires. Dude, David Icke lays it all out, dude. Breathing in that good-ass promo. Can I get a slow motion? <laughs> The cat down the street, dude. I trip on his gimmicks, dude. The cat down the street, dude. The other day, I, the other day, <laughs> the other day, I was watching the infant waters, and he's like, and even the cat down the street didn't show up, and I was like, damn, dude, the cat down the street didn't show up. Whoa, <laughs> we're getting serious, dude. I'm gonna kick out of all of them, dude. I don't, I, I like Ralph Smart, man. But many people are like, that dude, oh, dude, he, he's, he, he makes sense sometimes, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm fired up. There's a new John Levy episode tonight, 20 minutes of, of what, what is the, the alternative history to the, to reality, dude? Like, look, <laughs> I mean, look. It's it's crazy town. I mean, I just got the email like four hours ago. They've like they've turned off every restaurant just in times for Thanksgiving here in California. I mean, it's it's uh it it is what it is, dude. But those who haven't who thought this was just gonna pass, 
Get off the pipe, man. Get off the pipe, bro. Or take a bigger hit. Just get off the pipe or take a bigger hit, right? I don't know. Wait, I gotta, I'm going to end the uh, podcast here for a second. Well, that's it. Thank you for enjoying the podcast here. Don't forget to... Uh, the link's down below. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a hat. All that good stuff, dude. And we're out.